0: Good morning, welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? Another gorgeous day in the Big Apple, right? It's about to be another gorgeous day that the Lord has made, right? And as always, we will rejoice and be glad in it. I trust all had a wonderful week, right? Not too eventful, I hope. You guys want to hear a little story about my week? I'll just give you a little story about my week. My week was good. I'm not going to complain. My week was good up until Friday when I came home and found that my water heater had broken. And I'm going to tell you guys a quick story, right? Water was everywhere in the room where the water heater was. And because my basement had flooded before when we had the heavy rain, I had recently purchased those like water pigs or water snakes, you know, those things that you put down. They look like long neck pillows because my sister had told me about them and I had gotten them and was going to use them in the event that I had a problem with another heavy rain with the, you know, with winter and everything coming. So when I went online to purchase them, I was only going to purchase for the amount of doors that I have in the basement, you know, to put it underneath so that the water wouldn't come through. But when I was online ordering them, my spirit said to me, they have a box of 12, purchase it just in case. And when I was ordering, I was like, just in case, why would I need 12? I don't have 12 doors to put these things under you know to put these things in front of anyway I ordered them fast forward to Friday I was quite happy that I had made that purchase right because I had to use I think I used at least six of them in the room downstairs where the water heater had had broke so there was water everywhere down there and I had to put it to keep it it's like almost works like a like a little barricade so once you put it down it absorbs the water plus it stops it from going any further so there's something to there's something to say right about listening to that small voice that you hear when you're about to do something or when something's about to happen right so I guess I'm happy that I did end up purchasing all 12 of them. So now I still have some to use in the basement under the door if I need them. Overall, my week, I can't say, I can't complain. I can't say it was bad. The water heater, it served me well over the years and it's been there for a long time. So, hey, I had to end my week cleaning up a basement with water, right? But my week was extremely busy, and I guess being busy is always a good thing, right? Well, at least that's what they say. They say that being busy is a good thing. I'm not sure. I believe the verdict is still out on that, right? The verdict is still out. One thing I do know is that when you're busy, you tend to stay out of trouble, which is always a good thing, right? So we're in the month of October, And usually this month is associated with, usually this month is associated with all things fall, right? Changing colors of the leaves on the trees, crisp, cool mornings, the smell of apple cider and pumpkin in the air. Ah, October. But there's another side of October that some people love as well. And that day is called Halloween. This day is filled with monsters and goblins and all things scary. And although I'm not going to talk about that day today, I am going to talk about a monster that we are all too familiar with. We're going to speak about a monster that everyone knows, whether they celebrate Halloween or not. It's the one they say that has green eyes. And we can call it by name. And I'm sure you have a pretty good idea of who and what I am referring to. Today's topic is, how well do you know the green-eyed monster? Now, according to Dictionary.com, a person who possesses feelings of resentment, bitterness, or hostility towards someone because they have something that they don't have or a person who walks around feeling that everything that's happening to someone else is better for them and not for, it's better, you know, their life is going better for the other people and not their own is said to have either, Run into this green-eyed monster or become this green-eyed monster? Now, I wonder where they got that impression that this monster had green eyes, right? So I discovered that the term green-eyed originated with the Greeks. They believed jealousy occurred as a result of the overproduction of bile that the body made when you feel such emotions and it turned the the human skin slightly green. That's what the Greeks believed. So that's where it came from with um, everybody calling this monster, the green eyed monster, right? So that's a really interesting theory. And although we would like to believe that none of us have a jealous bone in our bodies, can we really say that we've never felt a bit just a tiny tiny bit of jealousy at one time or another? Can I tell you that at times, right? If we are not careful, we can tend to become jealous. We see someone with we see someone with something that we wished we had for ourselves. It could be a car, a house, an article of clothing, a career. The list goes on and on and on. You fill in the blanks for yourself. But let me remind you that in Exodus twenty seventeen, God reminds the children of Israel, you shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And as usual, I'm reading the scriptures from the new King James version. But when you, when you just listen to what I just read, right? When you read it for yourself, he went down the list, house, neighbor's wife, servant, male or female, ox, donkey, then he just put in or anything that your neighbor has. Cause the, the list would have continued. Dot dot dot, etc. Right? If God knew to tell them from back then, don't covet, which is another way of looking at wishing that you had, which would in turn, according to what dictionary.com says about what jealous people feel, you would become jealous, right? You would become jealous. So, God was aware. That we would be, we would be prone to look at others and the things that they have, and wish that we had it for ourselves. So that's why he said it, right? And then here's another instance when we begin to question why someone has good things happening to them, and nothing seems to be happening for us. James James three sixteen, lets us know that for where envy and self-seeking exist confusion and every evil thing are there whenever you have a group of people an individual a family anyone just think of just think of all the different instances right when you have envy and self-seeking there's going to be problems There's going to be confusion and everything evil is going to exist there, right? And there are some people that believe that people who are super competitive have a tendency to be jealous. I mean, just think about it. When we see athletes, right, and we say, oh, you know, they're so dedicated to their sport they practice all the time, they want to be the best of the best. Is it really that they want to be the best of the best? That competitive streak stems from not wanting anyone to be better at something than they are, right? So if they don't want anyone to be better at something than they are, could it be that they might have a little bit of jealousy running through their bones because if someone were to be better than them how would they deal with that right but some forms of competition can be healthy if you don't allow it to control everything about you like for example playing games team sports that's a healthy way to participate in competition right And children learn from an early age how to get along with others when they participate in playing team sports. Because it it makes you have to share the responsibility. If collectively the team is going to win, then everyone has to do their part and not want to be the star all the time. Everyone has to pitch in to help one another achieve the goal of being the winner when you're playing a team sport. Right. Competition only becomes unhealthy when the team will stop at nothing to win. Right. Like when they resort to cheating or manipulation and things of that nature, that's when it becomes unhealthy. Right. Because then by then the the sport or the the whole goal of winning is controlling the mindset of the team. And that's when the fun is lost. That's when, you know. It it turns from being something happy and exciting for everyone to something that's just like ruthless and evil as like what the definition said. Evil, what James told us in the scripture. Whenever you have that self-serving mindset, then it, it taints the whole atmosphere of what's happening, right? So now let's move on to something that we all deal with every day at work right? When you're at work, trying to stay one step ahead of your peers to, in order to win promotions or awards, right? Is that a good form of motivation to get the job done? To constantly have some type of competition going on between your employees to make them want to produce more because they feel they're going to get a prize? right? The incentives that your employer gives out to promote the competition. When does it become enough? And when does it become too much? Right? But I have a question for you. What causes a person to become jealous? Right? We went through all the different examples. I've given you scriptures that reference how people can, what might make them, but what is really underlying when a person becomes jealous or feels jealous, right? Jealousy may be driven by low self-esteem or a poor self-image. If you don't feel attractive and confident, right, it can be hard to truly believe in yourself. For some people, if you don't have that power to say, I can do and be whatever it is that I want, then yes, when you see someone else with something that you wish you had, it's going to make you feel jealous, right? And what about when it comes, what about when it comes to our life partners, our wives, our husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, significant others, right? Why do people become jealous in those relationships? At times, jealousy can be caused by an unrealistic expectation in anything. As I said, Jealousy can be caused by an unrealistic expectation. And when I say unrealistic, because when you think about God, you say you, we say we have faith and faith is believing in something that we haven't seen yet because we're anticipating, expecting it to happen for us. But you can only put that expectation on the person or the being that's capable of giving you what it is that you want. Right? So it's not unrealistic for us to expect God to bless us, to give us favor, to protect us because that's what he does. He's all knowing, all being, he's everywhere. He is the creator. So we should be looking to him for everything. And it's not unrealistic for us to expect him to do those things but when we try to attach those qualities or characteristics that God has on individuals human individuals and then we become disappointed right then that's where the problem comes in that's where the problems are created right And jealousy also stems from a lack of trust, trust in the way that life flows, right? A lack of trust in your partner, a lack of trust in yourself, and truly overall, a lack of trust in God. If you have a lack of trust in God and what he has, what he has created you to be, what he is capable of doing, what he is capable of supplying for you in your life. Yes. When you see others receiving their blessings, when you see others living out their purpose that God had created them for, it will make you jealous because think about it. When trust is missing, it can make a person feel insecure. And once we we start to feel insecure, we can become prone to jealousy. And although as humans, we try to hide those feelings all the time, sometimes it could just get the better of us, right? And when they get the better of us, there's no telling what may happen. And when you really think about it, the truth about jealousy is that it can bring upon you what you dread the most, what you fear the most. They say, whatever you think, if that's what you feel in your heart, you bring that to you, you attract to you what you believe, what you hold dear. You give that off and it becomes an attraction to you. So if you're jealous, if, because you're insecure or you're not, you lack, you lack self-confidence, all those things that are associated with that, are going to be attracted to you. And let me just say, from the beginning of time, we have seen over and over again how jealousy has played a role in the lives of our biblical characters and our characters that we've, another character that we've seen, but we haven't even, you know, we didn't have to read about him in the Bible, right? Most think that jealousy started with Cain and Abel. Because whenever you say, oh, who's the fir- who was the first jealous person that you could, you know, think about? And everybody will say Cain and Abel because he killed his brother, because God blessed Abel for the offering that he gave over Cain's offering. But can I tell you that it began long before that? When you really, really think about it, jealousy started in heaven, right? Lucifer was jealous of God. He thought he should be God. He couldn't understand why God had everyone worshiping him. And because Lucifer was the angel of ministry of music and the most gorgeous angel walking around in heaven, he thought everybody should be worshiping him. Right? Then, we have the serpent who was in the garden, who was jealous of Adam and Eve because Adam and Eve had God coming to visit them every day, having a communication with them, interacting with them. The serpent was jealous of Adam and Eve. Sarah was jealous of Hagar because although Sarah was supposed to give birth to Isaac's to, excuse me, Sarah was supposed to give birth to Abraham's first son, whose name was Isaac. I'm getting ahead of myself. She was jealous of Hagar because she went ahead of God. See, not having trust in what was told to her that she was going to give birth. She went ahead, gave her handmaiden to Abraham. He then had a child with Hagar, and then Sarah became jealous and despised her when they lived because Hagar was still living in the house with her newborn son. So there, we have Sarah jealous of Hagar because she stepped out trying to do something she wasn't supposed to do, made her feel insecure, gave her low self-esteem because she was an old woman not bearing any children, and then the jealousy creeped up. And who could forget Joseph and his brothers? When Joseph was the beloved of Jacob because he was, you know, his youngest and his brothers looked at him like, you walk around, you get our father's, all our father's attention. He makes this coat for you. They were jealous of him because of the attention that Jacob lavished on Joseph. And what about Saul and David? Saul was Jealous of David because David was begun going to become the next king. But that was Saul's own doing. It was his own doing for being disobedient to what God had told him to do. So in when he found out that David was going to replace him, he became jealous of him because he knew that God loved David because of the way David loved God. And now here it is, Saul becomes jealous because David loves and reveres God in the way that he should. And because Saul couldn't do it or refused to do it, he then becomes jealous of David because he's doing it, right? And the list goes on and on and on. And for the most part, for the most part, when we think about it, although we see how they responded and they reacted in the different situations that they were put in, We are told to move in a different way. Romans 12 and 2 tells us, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now I'm going to read it from the Living Bible, right? The Living Bible states, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. In other words, we don't have to be jealous of anyone or anything. God has created us unique individuals, perfect in every way. All we have to do is be that new person that he creates in us every day. And see, that is the blessing of grace and mercy. Every day you get to correct something that you might have done wrong the day before something that you might not have been happy with within yourself from the day before every morning. When you wake up, you're starting over. You're a new person, all your mercies and grace are new for that day, right? So we don't have to be jealous of anyone or anything. When you are that new creature every day, then you're completely satisfied with yourself. And there's no room for jealousy. There's no room for jealousy. And that's the one thing we have to remember. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if we follow that, and if we believe that and continue to be true to ourselves and the God that we serve, there's never any room for jealousy because we're going to be full of so many other things. Who has time to be jealous? You're so excited about how you're doing all things that you didn't even think you could accomplish. How could you look at someone else and wish that you had what they had when you could hardly contain what God has given you for yourself. Something to think about. And with that, it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would K Say? Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
1: every night whatever i do i'll get it right with no regret no guilt no shame this time no not this time once i surrender i won't dare Patiently await your answer. I just wanna make it to heaven. I just wanna make it in. I just wanna cross the river. My Lord, I wanna be free from sin. (laughs)
2: i <laughs> you so hard that you've been knocked down Have you gone too far to find the middle ground Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down Have you been so lost you could never be found Cause I've been real I've been fake Been a center, been a savior. I've been right I've been so to be you Fake. Been a center, been a I've been right, I've been so, so wrong. Yeah, i made my mistakes. Now I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same and different kinds? Know what it's like to be hurt Brand new beginning. No room for a king. No celebration and no ceremony. In that little town, no nobody
0: would think. This is the story of the coming. Welcome Lord. back, welcome back, Can welcome back. You have back. been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, in keeping with the theme of what we were talking about in the first half of the show, we were talking about jealousy, right? We were talking about that green-eyed monster that makes some of us totally lose control and perspective of life, right? And in today's op-ed, I want to talk about the two recent incidences that has happened in the news, which I'm sure stemmed from the green-eyed monster, I'm sure under it all, when you think about it, yes, on the surface, it appears to be that in one case, it was a case of domestic violence, right? And then it could appear that in the other case, that it was a case of one not understanding that a relationship is over. But can I tell you, underneath both of those cases, underneath both of those occurrences, and circumstances it was jealousy permeating through everything right the gabby girl gabby petito who was found murdered in wyoming presumably by her boyfriend but the verdict is still out on that because they haven't found him we have the case of the police officer here in new york who just recently the other day shot and killed the girlfriend of her ex-girlfriend as she waited for them to come home she shot them both one died when you think about both of those cases right when you think about both of those cases and we're going to and that's taking jealousy and just And that's just thinking about it in one aspect of life, relationships, right? In both of those relationships, something happened, right? Because they started out happy. Both relationships, relationships always start out happy. So they started out on a good foot. They were happy. Along the way, something happened. Someone became insecure. Someone lost confidence within themselves when they looked at their partners I don't know I wasn't in either one of those relationships but when you think about it and when we think about everything that festers and and when put together creates the monster of jealousy both of those cases had some of that going on in him in the both of them There was some of that going on in each one of those cases. And Proverbs 634 tells us for jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. But can I say when they use that term husband's fury, it's not just husband's fury. This scripture could just as easily read for jealousy is a person's fury, right? Because it's men as well as women that when they become jealous can become enraged. And in both of those cases, we see in one case, it was presumably a man with the woman that was killed in Wyoming. And in the other case, it was a woman. Jealousy can create Fury in any human being, male or female. So I just want to say with, and here it is, we were talking about jealousy, but then we, in the news, here it is, we see it happening all the time, all the time, all the time. And that's why it's so important that we read our word every day, that we commune with our God every day, to keep us balanced. It keeps us balanced in what's going on in the world so that we don't become overwhelmed or we don't become, how can I put it? We don't fall victim to the green-eyed monster or anything else that takes us outside of who God created us to be. And that's just something I wanted to touch upon when I was going to do op-ed because those two stories really, when I heard them, I was really like, oh gosh, both of those, in both cases, people lost their lives that did not have to lose their life because I'm sure they had so much more to give to society. And the people that committed the crimes, they also, they too had so much more to give to society. And now no one is able to give anything Neither one of those people in both of those cases are able to give anything anymore because everyone's life has been changed. And then think about the people that are associated with them. Their lives too are now forever changed. And that is the end of op-ed. As always, we continue with our word of the month for October being Inspire And today, instead of a promise from God, I'm going to let us have a promise to God. And I'm taking it from Psalm 1914. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And with that, I say everyone have a blessed Sunday Continue to wear your mask because COVID is still out there. Wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, have a blessed and glorious week. And until God brings us together again next week, peace. I've been on the
2: highway for two days, trying to keep my head straight, running from my old ways, old days, dust and dreams. I've been sipping moonshine for two nights Trying to keep the moonlight Rebel with the lost calls And there's no time to sleep Cause as long as my eyes still see As long as my
1: heart still beats As long as I'm alive I'm free So I don't count on
2: nothing Stop running, I ain't hurting nobody. So just let me be.
1: I got good intentions, I don't need your
2: blessings. Yeah, I'm already blessed, yeah, I'm already blessed and free. Yeah, I'm already blessed, yeah, I'm already blessed and free.
1: need to drive slow eyes closed whichever way my mind goes i'm just trying to-